Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 102nd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this month we have been featuring the Rocktown bourbons and whiskeys. And so we made another Rocktown drink. Yep, it's uh, our last week with the Rocktown since we are wrapping up May. And uh, you can see the video if you join our Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Facebook group page. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, also, while you're at it, if you can uh, rate and review our podcast, go ahead and pause what you're doing now and give us a five-star rating and type up a, a fun little review for us. Mm-hmm. We would we really appreciate it. Uh, and we have got we we've gotten quite a few we actually have, yeah gotten a lot um, more reviews in the last ratings. couple of weeks yeah because so last week we took off mm-hmm. and so it'll be um, I don't know a couple of weeks since we've heard from you guys so yeah we we were able to mm-hmm. um, to get quite a few different reviews on there so yes thank you uh, so this week we are going to be talking about why people hate being married yep. Uh, we thought why, that why we hate being married. No, we oh, don't okay, hate being okay. married. Right. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that hate being married, and we thought, you know, why not talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I don't think anybody's ever reached out and been like, "I hate being married." Yeah. I here's this, but you can kind of tell when you how people talk about marriage, how they talk about their partner, how they talk about their spouse. They just hate it. Mm-hmm. And I've never actually asked someone or said, you You seem like you just hate being married. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to find a couple of studies that were done from the perspective of a woman and the perspective of a man yeah. on why they say that they hate being married. And mm-hmm. so I think that it's as sad as I think those lists are, I believe that there's people out there that will we'll say some even stuff we're like oh my gosh how could you even think that yeah. that people would be like that's how I feel uh-huh. um, so I think that it would give some people come some kind of sense of not being so alone mm-hmm. if they feel that way I, I mean I think most of the ones we're going to talk about and cover it, you are obviously in an unhappy relationship mm-hmm. I mean if you hate being married if you, if you could admit to yourself I just hate being married that's is there a bigger sign that says you should get a divorce than mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I know. Really, though. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know if, if there is or not. That just uh-huh. seems like... That seems like a no-brainer. Right? Well, and I think I think one of the things that I hope some people may be able to get out of this is, in my last relationship, I don't... I would have never, even in the midst of how awful it was, I don't think I would have been like, I hate being married. Mm-hmm. Or, I hate my wife. Mm-hmm. I look back now, and I did hate being married to her Mm -hmm. and there were times I probably hated her Mm -hmm. um but I think you you don't want to admit those things to yourself I wouldn't have obviously wouldn't have admitted anybody else but I don't even think I would have admitted it to myself Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping as we give some pretty detailed reasons as to why people say because some of them as I'm reading them may seem trivial but once again if it's what somebody else is going through they may say well yeah my partner does that exact same thing and 
I kind of do hate being married because of that. Yeah, I know. Well, so, and I remember we, because we talked about doing this episode months and months back. Mm -hmm. And we initially, our first thought was why men hate being married. And, you know, we were talking about, because initially even today we were still like, well, kind of debating it. Yeah, should we do that? Um, why men hate being married and we were like no you know let's do it from both mm-hmm. both perspectives because it isn't just men that hate being married mm-hmm. and there is quite a few women that hate being married too you know i think that it was when we initially talked about it it was men seem to be more out of the things that they aren't vocal about there seems to be more men being displeased in the marriage in the whole situation than women just at face value that's just how it seems that more men and i don't want to get too generic with it but it seems stereotypically most men could give a rat's ass if they had a family or kids Mm -hmm. that's usually something that they do to make their wife happy Mm -hmm. not all of them i don't want everybody to think i mean everybody but there seems to be general consensus from a lot of men that they could care less if they had kids. Mm-hmm. I got married because this is the woman that I want to be with. Yeah. For whatever reasons I have, I want to be with her. And I didn't even think that down the road we're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. But that seems like a natural progression. She wants kids. All right, I'll give her kids. But it's not really anything that, uh, you know, I, I know that they're, the, the guys that are like, if you can't bear me children... I'm out of here. That's a m- very small minority of men. I think there's way more men that are like, if, a, if their wife said, you know what, I can't have children. That would not be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But I think it's flipped. Yeah. I think for a lot of women, it's like, no, I have to have kids. I've wanted to be a mom forever. I've played mommy my entire life. I can't wait to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And if you can't give me three kids, I don't want to be married to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's why we tended to see a lot more of men really vocally complaining about their partner, Mm -hmm. vocally complaining about their situation, vocally complaining about marriage itself or the institute of marriage, or sometimes even the thought of of monogamy in marriage, because a lot of it was really just tied into, I can only sleep with the same person for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. Well, that just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, well, like on uh, old school. school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so there was that, there was a lot of that. And, And you don't ever hear a woman say I only get one dick for the rest of my life <laughs> they don't that, that's something that women really don't complain about no now, I don't know if if they feel that way they just, that's just something they don't complain about or if it's really just something they don't complain about but men do uh-huh. men do complain about that yeah um, so you'll see as, as we talk about some of these very detailed reasons that these people gave there are some similarities but there are some very contrasting reasons mm-hmm. and I think that it shows a, the differences between men and women, mm-hmm. and B, the lack of communication that couples have with one another, oh, yeah. and treating them the same way they would want to be treated instead of treating their partner the way that their partner needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference. It, 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 you know, it's it's a, a good golden standard to be like, you know, I'm going to treat this person the way that I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And while I don't want to shoo that away, you have to be smart enough and and, and savvy enough with your own communication and senses to know that 
I need to treat this person the way they need to be treated. And that may be different than the way that I want to be treated. And you have to identify that. And so I think that some of that kind of plays out as we, as we're going to go through some of these, uh, yeah, reasons. Uh huh. I know. Yeah. So I guess to to get started, we we do want to go over some of these reasons. And like we said, it's going to be, uh, you know, men's perspective and a woman's perspective. And and so I think we're going to start with the women's. Yeah, we're going to start with women first. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this is a handful of stuff, and like I said, detailed reasons. It's not, we're not going to do a top ten list of why women hate being married. These are actual quotes from married women of varying lengths of their relationships and ages. Um, and, and there are some commonalities with sometimes, I think, the quality of the partner that they chose to be with. Mm-hmm. And, but we're going to talk, we're going to read kind of what this is and cover what the statement is and then talk about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one to hop right in says, When your husband ruins the date night plans you've been looking forward to for a week because the schedule changed and that stresses him out. Sometimes I hate being married to an introvert. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you... Right off the bat, I think you married the wrong person. <laughs> the wrong, the, you don't have yeah. enough in common. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that entire complaint could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on what did you think you were gonna bring someone out of their shell, and and it is stereotypical for women to marry men thinking that they're gonna change. Yeah. Or they choose to ignore bad behavior in the dating period, thinking that they'll finish growing up or mm-hmm. something like that. And so I think there's a, a pretty good undertone of that throughout most of these, mm-hmm. but th- that one is. If you're an extroverted person that wants to go do things, why the hell would you want to be with an introvert? Well, I, what I think is like, how does that extrovert even meet that introvert in the first place? You know, how do they? <laughs> yeah, did somebody put on a front? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did somebody? You know, we we did that entire episode about opposites don't attract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are some people that are like, well, I'm I'm very outgoing and loud and boisterous, and I need someone that's a little more grounded and introverted to keep me grounded as well. Right. They balance me out, and that's that's something that everybody always says. They they we balance each other out. No, you don't balance shit. You're uh-huh. just a lopsided scale all yeah. the time. Nobody's balanced. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's probably where this came from. Uh huh. Yeah. Probably. You're probably right. And one of the things with introverts is, if anything, they don't get more extroverted over time. They get more introverted. Mm-hmm. So even as a dating type of introvert, they're already pushing their boundaries to get out there. They're already pushing their own comfort level to make themselves exposed and available and fight those inner anxieties that introverted people have to even put themselves out there. And so when they finally find someone that accepts them, they're like, okay, cool. Now I can get back in my shell. Yeah. And their person's like, well, what the hell happened? We met at a bar. I met you at my friend's party. We... We did this, you used to, and it's like, yeah, I didn't like doing any of that. And it's not really a intentional ruse that they're doing. It's, I know if I need to meet someone, I have to get out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the introvert's responsibility to be upfront with that. And tell them. And say, yeah. you know, I'm glad we met. This is not my scene uh-huh. at all. And if you're that party person that it is your scene... You should not pursue that relationship. Well, I know. And I think that that's the problem. I think that that's why, like, they end up being, they end up getting themselves digging a hole (laughs) Mm -hmm. where 
they're like, well, I can look past it. Oh, no problem. You know, I, mm-hmm. I really like this guy. He's really, he's great to me. You know, he, he buys me flowers. He treats me good and he's good looking or whatever. And then there's that little thing, that small, small but big yeah, thing. You think is very small. Yeah. Small in the beginning. And you're like, no problem. I'll just, you know, of course, like, I don't want to hang out in the bars all the time, yeah. you know? And then eventually you realize, shit, like, he really meant what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really meant that he d- just well, likes then, to stay home. Then that introverted guy is like, I told you. Yeah. This is what I am. I mean, I remember, I, I didn't go through that exact same thing with my with my ex, that there was... Um, I won't get into the entire details of, of what happened, but I had been telling her she had never come back home with me. And I was young. I had my friends that were still here that I missed horribly and hadn't seen. And I mean, these were guys that I saw. If I didn't see every day, I saw at least every other day. And we were inseparable. And we had spent months and a couple of years only getting to see each other occasionally. And so my two years of being away when I would come in town... Seeing them was the number one priority. We were going to go out to dinner. We were going to hang out. We were going to go over to, you know, one of their house, and I'm going to say hi to everybody's parents and all that stuff. And I was a, you know, 21 year old idiot young kid in a new marriage, and I thought I was doing the right thing. And I kept telling, okay, I know we're going back in a few months. I just want, are you cool that I go hang out with the guys? Oh yeah, yeah. You need to go see your friends. You need to go hang. Okay, well. I always do this. I just I just want to let you know this is what I always do. Is this going to be a problem? No. And we had the conversation multiple times. And then lo and behold, we come back. And of course, it's a big fucking problem. We get in a huge fight over it to the point where I have to cancel plans twice. And then I feel like, like this whipped pussy of a dude trying to come up with excuses for my wife who didn't want, who I felt controlled by because I couldn't go out. And... All my thoughts were stupid and ignorant because big secret here, she was pregnant at the time and I was wanting to leave her with my parents who she didn't know so I could go hang out with my friends. So <laughs> I was being an asshole, yeah. but I thought I did the right thing because I was like, look, I told you, uh-huh. I told you all of this. I gave you plenty of opportunities to tell me this problem. So I came at it from that angle. Uh-huh. So neither one of us handled it properly, no. but it's the same type of thing that these couples do when they're courting each other and they're getting in the relationship is... One of them feels they're being honest, and then they end up using that as ammunition later that, well, I told you I that I was like this. You you knew what you were getting when you married me, you know, or yeah, whatever it I is. Know. And, you know, and, and it can play both ways. If, if the girl is the party girl and she meets the guy at the oh, bar, yeah. and she, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm really, why do you go out all the time? And she's like, you knew what you got. We met at the bar. Uh-huh. You knew I like to kick back drinks and hang out with the girls. And if it weren't for those bitches I like hanging out with, we would have never met in the first place, you know? And so they give this, like, justification as to why they can right. keep acting like a whore, and it should be okay. Yeah. And so we tend to do that, especially based on our own immaturity levels. Yes, I think that's And I think a, a lot of it part. is yeah, because of that. It is. I think so, too. Uh, what's the next one on the list? The next one, I think, really kind of ties in the maturity thing as well. Oh, Really? Or maybe eight. I say maturity, but it says, "I hate being married. I hate being married. Sometimes, I hate having to make co-decisions on everything." Oh, yeah, that I mean, is. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: When you get married and have a partner, everything is a co-decision. Yeah. Dipshit. <laughs> That's just I'm stupid. Like, 
<laughs> she also says, and I hate always making the food choices. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what she says, which... Well, and I think that that could go both ways with either mm-hmm. with either sex. I think that, you know, sometimes people... Everybody knows the, the dang food choice thing. It's like, well, what do you want to eat? Well, I don't care. Well, what do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But... But, I mean, really, though, it's like, yeah, you you should know that once you get married, you both are supposed to make decisions together. I think there's a couple of ones on here from women about that have the independent angle. Mm. And I'm not saying that when you get married, you... Completely lose. Completely should lose that. But you are now a couple in a partnership where... You're going to sacrifice some of the independence for the greater good of your own relationship. Right. And if you're not willing to acknowledge that or do that, you can keep fighting against the grain all the time. And I'll tell you right now, it's not going to end good. Mm-mm. You know. You, or it's not going to end. You, 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 you can and will die on that hill if mm-hmm. that's the argument you want to choose. And you and your cats can talk about how independent you are 25 years later down the road. <laughs> right. But it's not. Those situations never really end that well. Mm-mm. No. Next one. It was very matter of fact. I sometimes look at people and wish I was them instead of myself. I hate my life. I hate being married. Yeah. She didn't really give an ex- a reason behind it, like a blame uh-huh. of a partner. There are some people that just get married and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And they have this fear of missing out type of mentality a lot where they really just... These are some of the people that can fall into that, well, I think the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of them that you just shouldn't be married yet. And it's not that the grass is greener. It's just you picked the wrong yard to get into for now. Uh-huh. You shouldn't have got in a yard at all. Just keep running single for a while. Yeah. Um, well, and so, I've even had people say that like about us. You know, like I, I hate being married to the partner that I am. I wish that I had a relationship more like you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it could be, you could fantasize about, you know, if you did marry the right partner and obviously you shouldn't be with that partner if you are fantasizing about anything else, like about being single again or being, you know, being with a different partner other than your spouse. Mm -hmm. Like you should definitely. Sometimes it's not the partner, it's you. It's that person. That's very true. Um, I mean, that's another episode we're going to kind of hit on as well Mm -hmm. but some it's not always just that you pick the wrong partner it's you or you Mm -hmm. and you need a you may need changes in your life you may need to adjust your own issues Mm -hmm. and fix yourself first but it's not always that you pick the bad partner it's that you are a bad partner Mm -hmm. and you're the kryptonite to your own good relationship yeah I know. They don't even realize it. Yeah, and they just want to blame everybody else. Uh Yeah. The next one says, To be honest, I hate being married. I miss dating and feeling in love. So that last piece, she says, I miss dating and feeling in love. And that statement is preceded by, I hate being married. So she's basically saying, I felt more in love before I was married Uh than after. She felt more in love in the dating scene than she did being married. Yeah, that's just, that's 
again, it shows that she's not with the right person. And they just want to... Uh, I don't know. I mean, to be single and to feel more love... That's than, weird. Yeah, that's really weird. I, I didn't like... I don't. I don't like being single with the guys just trying to pot you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you feel in love by by that? I don't know. That's weird. Well, I know that. I wonder if that kind of ties into the. I miss dating because you always had those those butterflies of the newness of a relationship, mm-hmm. and that was what she's tying into feeling in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe it's really just the butterflies are gone, and that's her way of saying it. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's, and that's how you got to get that spark back. Yeah, that's why we. I mean, from the very first date that we went on, we said, you know, we need to, you know, you got to figure out where to how to keep those butterflies going, and you know, every time you you see your partner, you should get that feeling. Of happiness and and butterflies, and if you're not, I mean, if you're not getting that, you just you do need to figure out what you need to do to get that back. Mm-hmm. Yep. The next one says, "Once a cheater, always a cheater." I hate being married. So obviously, she was cheated on. Yeah. So and she chose to stay with this cheating asshole. When there's a pretty quick, easy solution for that one. Yeah. Leave his ass. Yeah. You, I mean, we, we, we've been very vocal about how we feel about infidelity and staying in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, some of these, you know, there's not a whole lot of context to them no. with what they say. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I, I, I do, I know when I talk to people and I'm, I'm able to ask questions and have a full conversation and pry, a lot of times even when somebody says, well, they're, you know, I was blindsided by this, there was no signals. I'll take a time out. It's like, let's let's talk about this. Walk me through how you met, how you dated, things that happened. Uh, did you see any red flags here? And then you start to see as they relive that journey, they start to then pull out, well, you know, there was this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, there was this time. And I don't think people are really ever truly blindsided. I think there are people that are truly blind to what's going on, so they feel blindsided when the shit hit mm-hmm. the fan. Shit hits the fan, but... I really have not found an instance yet where we would take, let's take a couple like us, for example. A couple that does everything together, spends all their time together, has a lot of sex with one another, has a great relationship, gets along, communicates, never fights. I have not met another couple like this that where all of a sudden it was like, this is how our relationship was. It was, you know, quote unquote perfect, and he cheated on me. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Uh-uh. It just doesn't happen. So when I do hear that, I'm like, Okay, you're kind of full of shit, but yeah. you just don't know it. Yeah. So let's talk about this, especially if it's like we, we all knew. Yeah. You were the only one that didn't know. Well, and that, I think that's most of the time it is that case. You know, mm-hmm. most of the time everyone around them knows that neither one of them was happy. Or maybe um, sometimes they'll be like, well, you know, they had their fights and this and that, but. They had their ups and downs. Yeah. They seem to make it work. Exactly. I'm so shocked they didn't make it. Uh huh. Oh, they were such a good couple. Yeah, that's the other one. Uh-huh. They're a shitty couple, and somebody's always like, "They were such. They were, you guys were such a perfect couple." Yeah. I so know. yeah, I mean, some of that stuff just you know, the cheating thing is 
easily resolvable. Once oh, it happens. yeah. Just get out. <clears throat> and when she says, once a cheater, always a cheater, that tells me he's done it before and mm-hmm. you chose to stay. And now, guess what? He did it again. Oh, and I hate being married. I hate being married. Well, then what get do the I fuck do? Out, yeah. dumbass. Well, even the answer right there says, leave, leave him, him then. then. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. This one. I, I, I think is, once again, I don't think this should be a surprise. I don't think that you somebody was married to this driven, hardworking go-getter, and then all of a sudden they just, you find out they were lying. But this one says, I hate being married to a lazy, selfish, clueless, sorry excuse for a man. Jeez. That's... And you're telling me none of those adjectives showed up during the entire course you were dating. Yeah. Because if you're dating someone lazy... That's a big red flag. Uh-huh. You shouldn't marry him. If you're dating someone very selfish, it's a pretty big red flag. You shouldn't marry him. If you're dating someone that's clueless, <laughs> they're an idiot, shouldn't marry him. And if you're dating someone that's a sorry excuse for a man, and you're telling me that you were fooled this entire time. It just it makes just me think out. that you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Not that... I don't, I don't feel bad for you. What did you do to attract this kind of guy? Yeah. Because... Good catches don't end up with men like this. Uh-uh. That's the other thing. is, And that's where some of that harsh self-evaluation comes in. Mm-hmm. What flypaper are you sticking out there that these turds are flocking to? Well, you know, I mean, or, or how uh, desperate are you? Right. That you are... Attracting that. You're attracting that, and then you're like, you, you accept it. That's the biggest thing. Well, maybe what I just said was a little too harsh. I think there are some women, because I think you, you were saying it better, that, that are desperate. And, and we, we don't really mean desperate as this horrible negative. It's really just the act of desperation to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's where you start to dismiss these red flags. Mm-hmm. And you start to look at these future big problems as very little and ignore them. And then yeah. you end up having that perfect storm of a shithead partner. And yeah. That's what you're stuck with. I know. Well, and then like, because as we were getting prepared for the episode too, we were talking about uh, like certain aspects of getting married and stuff and almost like being forced to get married. But uh, one of them was to, that your, your, your clock is ticking mm-hmm. and your biological clock is ticking and it's like, Okay, I need to hurry. So that is desperation as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't. You you know, as long as you want to, that'll force you to make bad decisions. Yeah, stay in the dating field. You you know, you're like, fuck. I don't. I don't know how much longer I can wait. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much how long how much longer I can hold out for the right guy. Mm -hmm. And then you settle for a dipshit. Yeah, just. For the sake of wanting to have this dipshit's child. Yeah. That's the other kicker. That's, yeah. Is you f- settle for a dipshit so you can have some worthless kid that you're bringing into this world in this already sham of a relationship and you think you're going to live happily ever after. And then you've just made three decisions in a row that were awful, mm-hmm. all based out of desperation. Yeah. Ugh. That's awful. <laughs> and then you post about why you hate being married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate being married. My husband is so cold and distant, but I feel stuck. Because we have three kids together. This is something you end up seeing for men and women, both sides. Yeah, uh-huh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I said at the beginning that I think most men could care less if they have kids. But I think most of the time, the decision to bring children into the marriage, if it is something that's planned, I think it's usually something the woman drives. Mm-hmm. 
And if you have chosen to bring three kids into this world, you kind of are stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder at what point, did you not feel that way after one? Yeah. Did you not feel that way after two? Was it really because of the third one now that you feel stuck? Like, well, I have to. Or did you feel stuck before and you just kept spitting out kids because you wanted something to connect to? Yeah. You know I what know. I mean? I, I don't. Was the husband okay at one? Did the marriage just seem great with one? Well, and, I mean, you I, know, I guess I, I don't really understand the, the organic dissolution of how this happens. I think, like, I mean, I've known, I've known people that have some have been in this similar situ- situation and they i remember one specifically was uh dating mm-hmm. a guy and then she ended up getting pregnant like right before they were going to get married mm-hmm. i think they were engaged actually okay. and uh and then she was starting to have second thoughts and all this and then boom she gets pregnant finds out she's pregnant mm-hmm. And so then she's like, well, uh, you know, must be meant to be. Right. I, I need to make this work uh, because, you know, I... This was God's way of telling yeah, me. Yeah, we, we're supposed to be together. It has to be. You know, I mean, and, you know, now years later, they're divorced. And maybe that was just God's punishment for having the first one out of wedlock. So. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. But, you know, I mean, I think that's what... Even so with it's still just a, one child, that was the first one. Yeah. You know. So it's still just a trail of bad decisions. Uh-huh. Is ultimately what it ends up being. It is. And here's a question. Because you hit on something that I don't think is a, that uncommon. It is. We had a child together. Or even if they don't have if we don't have any kids and I was ready to get divorced, then I got pregnant. How weak are you that if you're completely disinterested in this person and you're ready to leave, why the hell are you still sleeping with them? I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. That doesn't make any sense to me. If you're that dissatisfied and that unhappy, why are you still choosing to have sex with this partner that you do not want to be married to in the first place? Yeah. Out of boredom? Out Maybe. of... I mean, I, 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 don't, I honestly don't understand that because I do hear that. Yeah. Quite, well, I was, I was ready to leave and then I ended up getting pregnant. How the fuck did that happen? I think that there's some people that like have a uh, a type of you know last last fling type thing with that partner, or almost or like a couples retreat type thing. You know, mm-hmm. well, well, we maybe we if we just go to Mexico and you know are able to spend just time yeah. together, then. And All then, of a on that we trip, come back. yeah, they, and they get have pregnant. too many mai tais and sleep together once, and it's the first time they slept together in six months, and yeah. she ends up getting pregnant. Yeah, okay, that, that's a good answer then. All right, you know, I don't know. Well, the, the next one really falls in line with the same thing. And she said, "I hate being married. I just want out, but I stay for my kids. Once the last one turns eighteen, I will be free." Yeah, I know. That's that's what a lot of people go through. I mean, you see a lot of people, a lot of older people get divorced. Because of this, mm-hmm. because you know they want to stick it out for the kids to have a you know a normal type of lifestyle and uh, a, a good home, I guess, yeah. with both parents. Well, and this this is it's a pretty divisive opinion and point of view on it. I do not agree with that. I I think when you are choosing to stay married to someone that you don't love. And you don't, and people say, well, I love them. I just don't want to be married to them. Well, 
Okay, you don't really love. I don't know how else to put it. Love, love. Yeah. You're not passionate with, you're not intimate with, you you don't have the same level of love for that person as I do for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's reduced cost love or whatever the hell you want to call it. Just not wanting someone to die does not mean you love them. (laughs) Right. Loving someone is, you know, should be, I can't live without this person. I... You know, want to spend every waking moment with this individual. I can't imagine a life without them. That's explanations of love. Not, well, you know, they're my best friend and we've been through a lot together and I just want them to be happy. Yeah, I love them. No, that's not, that's not love. You care for that person. Yeah. That's not love. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I, I, I think you're doing your children a disservice. I think the reason our divorce rates continue to climb is because so many of us have been exposed to awful relationships. That, and this is why it's the normal concept to say, well, you have to stick it out. Pe- people my grandparents' age didn't give up on each other at the first sign of, of problem. We stuck yeah. it out. Well, no, they stayed married to someone they hated for 50 years. Oh, and then they had God. a big celebration at the end of their life. And one of them died a year before the other one and only got a year of peace and quiet. <laughs> you know I mean? It wasn't happy love. It wasn't a good example of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's where this mentality of I'm going to stay so my children don't have a broken home. When gutting it out with someone that you don't love, you're not intimate with, you don't have a passion for, you don't want to be with, and you're just biding time, kids are smarter than that. Mm-hmm. And... That's why I fall on that side of the argument mm-hmm. of it because I think you're doing your, your own kids a, a disservice. I know. I want my child to know what a good, happy, adult functioning relationship looks like because that's what I want him to have. I don't yeah. want him in a relationship like my marriage was to my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. I want him in a relationship like we have. Mm-hmm. And he needs to see that. And if I can't provide that to him because I'm married to his mom who is not a good partner and we were not a good couple and we fought and were miserable and hated one another why would i want him exposed to that just for the sake of mommy and daddy live in the same household Mm -hmm. well and also like you want him to see our marriage and not also not the marriage of her new partner too because that's not a good example either right when he sees all of them and hopefully he's smart enough to understand which one is good and thriving mm-hmm. and you know a good marriage but even if they if, if kids don't have anything to compare to they think well i love my parents mm-hmm. my parents did the best they could mm-hmm. and you start making excuses for your own parents because you don't want to say anything bad about them yeah and so it, it is kind of a reality check to step back and be like geez my parents were not a good example mm-hmm. of a happy marriage mm-hmm. and i don't want to have that yeah I know. I know. So. I know. And sometimes it's hard to it's hard to uh, come to that realization and understand like that your parents don't have a good a good relationship. And I think that a lot of people won't admit that their their parents had an awful marriage even though they stuck it out for however many years. I think mm-hmm. that now the since I've been in a good marriage and a good relationship for, you know, 10 years, that I actually know and I'm actually able to admit like, 
yeah, no, my parents didn't have yeah. that great of a marriage. And yeah, it, it was it was the they made it work mm-hmm. type thing. But I think that like my sister would be like, oh, but you know, they were in love or whatever. Well, you start people and not not just not to pick on your sister because I'm not, but people start to come up with justifications as to why they say, well, they did the best they could. And doing the best they could is not the same as doing what was best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's two completely different things. And I think people mean it the same way. Mm-hmm. That, well, they did the best they could. Well, I'm not disputing they did the best they could. But they didn't do the best they should have for themselves or for the children. And that's it. Because of when in life people get married, when in life they get pregnant, when mm-hmm. in, and how the two people are. Um, but I think one of the funny things was our marriage ended up being an example for your dad I know. to look at what he wanted moving for his, forward. Yeah, for his new marriage. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all good. Sometimes and... the student becomes the teacher, <laughs> or the and the stu- and the teacher becomes the student yeah. too. Yeah, but I mean, and even with the you know the eighteen, you know, your, my child becoming eighteen and all that, I think that like you went through that though. In oh, your previous that was my plan. Yeah, yeah, I think I've talked about it on here that mm-hmm. I was I was going to give it until he was an adult, and then see if we had some chance to reconnect when it was just going to be us, and when we could just focus on us, us with the. And that was I was fooling myself. I was lying to myself. It was false hope. There was no indication that it was ever going to change. It was just wishful thinking mm-hmm. on my behalf. And so I think there's some people that go through that, but that that was really kind of my plan. That I'm going to give it one last ditch effort once he's an adult. If it doesn't work, I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we going to be able to talk about both I don't sexes, know. or is this going to end up this having to be a two-parter? This may have to be a I think we may have to split it up. Uh-huh. Um, the next one says, just got in a huge... Wait, I'm sorry. I was about to skip one. This one says, my husband blames everything on me. Sometimes I hate being married to him. Nobody wants to be married to someone who is constantly using you as the scapegoat. Mm-mm. And I think that big and little things apply here yeah um i think that we know people i mean we we get people that reach out where you know this this reminds me of somebody that their relationship would be perfect except everything about his wife is wrong mm-hmm. she can do no right in his eyes everything everything is like well have you tried the, well, it's, oh it's not me it's her it's not me it's her yeah, I've tried this, but she does this. Oh, well, yeah, I said that, but she does this. And so it's everything is her fault. And I can only yeah. imagine. And everything that we have tried to suggest. Yeah. Uh, well, that won't a, work because she, she uh-huh. does this. She yeah, does that. It's irritating. And after a bit, you're like, I think initially, like, wow, you know, That's poor guy. Shitty, yeah. He's shitty, He's married to this, this bitch of a woman. But then when you just continually hear the, I don't need to change anything at all. It's mm-hmm. all her. It's like, dude, I feel so sorry for that woman at this point. Yeah. Because she's probably like, I don't know what to do right because everything I do is wrong in his eyes. Uh-huh. Um, and that's who I'd really like to have the conversation oh, with. Oh, yeah. Is, well, how do you feel about uh-huh. this? Yeah. Because Me according too. to your husband, you don't do anything right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and honestly, even present it that way because... Like then maybe she would feel okay to to express herself and to talk about it mm-hmm. and and to tell us yeah oh well really 
that's how he feels because mm-hmm. he does a whole laundry list of things yeah. that, <laughs> right. that are wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that no, nobody wants to be that scapegoat. Nobody wants to be and feel like they're the sole cause of this awful relationship and circumstance and predicament that you both are in. A relationship, good or bad, still involves both of you. Mm-hmm. And there is... I, I, I get hesitant just out of my own personal bias to say that it's equal contribution for a bad relationship. I do think that there are instances where someone is contributing way more negativity to the relationship than the other. But I think the other person's response to that and what I did wrong, even though... And, and I wasn't, I've said it on here, I wasn't I wasn't the guy that was vocally complaining about her to everybody. The complaints that this person has brought to us were similar complaints I had. But I wasn't going around bashing her to other people mm-hmm. to try to make everyone think that I'm this great husband and father and she's a piece of shit. But I'm even better because I'm choosing to stay with this piece of shit. Yeah. And that's how it's being presented to uh-huh. us. But that, that I didn't do that. I did think that how she behaved, how she interacted with me, how she interacted with our son, how she interacted with her coworkers, how she interacted with guys from the opposite sex, and in my laundry list of complaints, I didn't do those exact things. So I probably felt, well, I don't. Do, I have a problem with these fifty things that you do wrong, and I don't do any of those. Mm-hmm. Now she never, she never came out and said, well, yeah, well, you do these fifty things. Mm-hmm. My list was always much longer than hers. And so I was the one blaming her for the stuff. And you know, I said, I'm biased with it. I still feel most of that was rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But how I chose to react to those situations and communicate them, I completely mishandled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I've mentioned it. I wanted her to go to counseling because I really thought she's the one that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how I put it to her, mm-hmm. and that was the wrong way to approach it. Mm-hmm. And and you you can't do that. You can't be like, well, you're the one causing all the problems, so you need. I'm going to sign you up for a therapist to fix your shit. Yeah, and and that's how I approached it. And you can't do that. That's Mm-mm. wrong. Yeah, it is. I was right. <laughs> she did need that. <laughs> But for the sake of your relationship, you can't approach it that way. No, it has to be a joint effort. Yeah, it really does. I know, and even because we were. We were talking about, or we were re-listening to another episode, and and one of the episodes said about, um, we were talking about, there was a, a blog that I had read, and, you know, the uh, it, it said something about giving 100% when, mm-hmm. even when your partner isn't giving 100%. Yeah. And you both should be giving 100%. And mm-hmm. And I was like, gosh, yeah, like, why would, I, even today, it's still, like, hearing us talk about it again, I was like, why would you not, if both partners give 100%, you need to. Right. Yeah. But what's the next one? The next one said, just got in a huge fight with my husband. Sometimes I hate being married. Like, it's horrible. Um, and we've talked on here about how fighting fighting is normal, but that doesn't mean it's good. No. Constantly fighting is normal. Everybody does it, but doesn't mean it's good. Um, well, yeah, it, and and obviously you have you with this you have identified the problem. You've identified that it's horrible, and that you don't want to 
you, you probably don't want to fight anymore because it is so horrible, but you you just keep fighting. Yeah. Well, and you know, we 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 talked about here on here about what's the resolve? Is there are you trying to get to a resolution or is it really you're just going to continue to fight no matter what? Mhm. And, you know, I, I, I kind of look back to our complaining episode that we did not too long ago where it's the same thing with fighting. Are you fighting are, are you fighting to actually work something out to have a resolution or are you fighting because you're just angry and irritated and you want to yell at somebody? Mm-hmm. And, that if, and that was one of the, the tests that I would put my ex through was initially I would argue with her when she would – I would defend my point. She would defend hers. We would argue about it. Nothing was ever resolved. We just finally got tired of arguing, and then it just never got really fixed or addressed. Mm-hmm. And that was we were young, and it was an immature way of arguing. And as we got older, I was like, I don't want to fight about it, so I'm going to let her get this out of her system, and I'll just take the abuse and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that made her even more angry, where it's like, well, why aren't you fighting back? And I said, well... <laughs> I don't have the energy. I don't care about what this is enough to fight with you. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to actually feel better about yelling at me, just go ahead and yell at me. And I'll take that. Yeah. Well, that was still, you know. Not good. The wrong answer. Uh Uh-huh. And so if there is no purpose to the argument to actually have a resolve at the end of it, then it is a nothing fight. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a waste of everybody's times and emotions and energies, and it's just going to make your relationship that more sour. I know. To fight just to fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. I know. And, and like, like you said, we talked about it in the fighting episode about people fighting just to fight, and that's just, that's just stupid. People tend to compare their awful experiences in a relationship to the full overall institute of marriage where they just get soured on the whole thing and this next one is she says immediately the starting line is marriage is ridiculous well no it's not your marriage (laughs) is is ridiculous my marriage isn't ridiculous the institute of marriage isn't ridiculous Mm -mm. you're ridiculous and your relationship is she says marriage is ridiculous especially mine so at least she says especially Especially mine she's still making a generalistic approach Uh. all marriages are are ridiculous mine is just a little more yeah i hate being married i want to divorce but i can't get out of this because i have no backbone to leave him i hate my life that you're a fucking idiot mm-hmm. i'm sorry that is just stupid that is probably the dumbest statement out of all of these why would you even stay in a marriage if you hate marriage anyway yeah why, why would did you, get, you married? get married in the first yeah. place yeah that's ri- you. Are, that's ridiculous. I was gonna say, yeah. but you are ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, this person is. Yeah. And but I think people say this, and they want, they really want that. Oh, you poor thing. Uh huh. And you know, when you're like, you're, you sound like me. You're an <laughs> idiot. That's that's how I look at it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, well, I'm not. I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel sorry for you. I'm not gonna, you know, comfort you. Get out of it. Yeah. there's no other I mean better solution for you than that this is one that is kind of the I don't want to say silent majority because I don't think it's a a majority 
But this is something that you've been told on personal level. I had that on this side for me to drink when I'm done with this. You were supposed to drink that. No, the sour is my favorite. <laughs> I love the sour. It's so good. Yes, yeah, so Rocktown, oh my gosh, they the sour mash is my absolute favorite. Um, I mean, all of them are really good, but yeah, this like one, I just really, really like it. Um, but yeah, you, you, you have been told this personally. Um, Probably more times than I would have thought women would have admitted it. Um, so that's what this one reminded me of. So I just want to go back to when I was single and working two jobs. I hate being married and I hate being a mother. Mm, yes, I have been told that. There, a is, lot. there is this more than people like they would probably hate to admit it. Well, they would never admit it outside of telling yeah. you. And I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't tell on you guys except for to Seth. So. We all know. <laughs> I know which one of you hater moms are out there. Yeah. I know all of you. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's funny because it is like they they recognize, I don't know, that I, they, to me, whenever they tell me this, they're always saying, wow, like, you, it, it you was, did things right. It was always on the heels of casual conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, hey... Hey, Crystal, what have you been up to? And like, oh, well, Seth and I, um, we went to, he had traveled for a trip, so we went to Washington, D.C., and then we got to go to Florida for a couple of days. We're going out to California next week. And then it's like, oh, you've got the life. Mm-hmm. My two screaming brat kids at my house are making my life miserable. I don't ever have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never admit this to my husband or my mom or my children, but I hate being a mom. yeah. Uh-huh. And we we are in a society now. Where oh, and I'm sure that mothers right that are hearing us say this right now are like, "That's bullshit." Mm-hmm. No, no mom is really gonna tell tell you that. Uh, you're wrong yeah. because they do. They have, and it's been Multiple a times. lot of them. Yeah. And I think we're we're in a society now where, I mean, you and these women would never say that to their mom friends. Oh, because no way. they have to keep up with the perception that yeah. being a mom is the greatest thing on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. And it's not. To, obviously, some women mm-hmm. that are like, this, this, you know, all my friends talked about how great it was. And it's, it's really just kind of, to some women, it's this thing where it's like, oh, I feel like I kind of got duped. Everybody talked about how great it was, how rewarding it was, how... You know, you just never know the love you have until you have a child, which I'm not doubting that there are women that have those feelings and emotions, so I'm not discounting that. But to expect that every woman could have those same reactions and emotions and feelings about having children is just 100% absolutely ignorant. Mm -hmm. But the women that don't have those feel pressured to act like they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to act like I'm this great mom. I have to act like I fucking care about my kids. I have to act like I enjoy <laughs> field trips. I have, to, And I was one of those kids that I was fortunate enough that I had a mom who wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. But I had many friends whose moms could have cared less. They were too tired from the other four that they had prior to the one I was friends with. They were... You know, whatever the reasons were that made their moms less engaged with them than my mom was with me. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there are moms out there like that because I had one. Mm-hmm. But I'm meeting more and more women, and you're meeting more and more women that are like, 
This was a scam. Mm-hmm. I got duped. I hate being a mom. Uh-huh. I've got, you know, they're going into fourth grade this next year. I've got a few more years and I'm free, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. And and they blame it on the dad. Yeah, the, the dad was is just shitty, and so, mm-hmm. well, my kid is shitty because of their dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe being a mom wouldn't be so much work if my husband would pitch in. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh-huh. so. But I mean, it's if you want to. <laughs> Go back to if you think working two jobs was better than being married and having children, those are some things that for those of you that haven't headed down that path yet, you need to think about. And I think I've said it before. If you if you haven't known that you wanted to be a parent your entire life or the majority of your life, don't feel that anybody has to convince you otherwise. Yeah, I know. I mean I'm not everybody's maternal or paternal. Yeah. And, I mean, we had a whole episode of why I didn't have kids. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I could tell you, I will tell you, don't have kids if you don't, if you really don't. Don't want to be a mom. Yeah, or if you, you know, I I mean, I know that there's some mothers out there that are like, that didn't know if they wanted to have kids, I guess. But, until they actually had them, and now it's the best thing ever, but... I look at it, I know that moms out there are going to want to kill me for this. I look at it the same way as getting a puppy. Mm-hmm. I am never the one that's like, let's go get a dog. Mm-hmm. I am okay not having a dog because I recognize and fully understand the amount of work it takes, the amount of money you're going to spend, the amount of anguish and pain and suffering you go through when that dog eventually passes away. I know all that stuff on the front end, and I don't want to experience any of it. And so... It's one of those scenarios where I know what it is and how the bads are going to be there. But then when I end up with a dog, I'm like, well, of course I fucking love this dog. <laughs> Doesn't mean that that other stuff no longer exists. Uh-huh. But I have a big heart for dogs. And mm-hmm. so what what else would somebody like me do? And so I think that that's the same thing that some parents go through with kids where it's like, mm-hmm. Well, I don't want kids. I've seen, and then like, you find out you're pregnant. Well, of course you're gonna love that child when you have it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I would say it's better or worse, but I think it's different. I think I think a person that doesn't want to have kids ends up finding out that they're going to have a child, and accepting the fact that they're going to be a parent and loving that child is different than someone that is knows for a fact. I have always wanted a child. Yeah. I can't wait to have a child. I'm going to... It's just different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... But even that being said, the people that do find out that they're pregnant and haven't wanted kids, there is a level of resentment that these people may have towards towards their own child. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the... Yeah, it's, it's like a gamble. Almost, yeah. You know? Especially like, if the kid ends up shitty. Oh, man. If the kid ends up being productive and... The best kid ever. Yeah, be, be the best kid ever financially. They're successful as an adult to take care of you. Of course it was a great decision. Yeah. You better love that kid. I know. But if they end up being a bum and a piece of shit or they end up in prison or, or whatever it is, you're like... Yeah. That was a bad gamble. <laughs> that was a bad decision. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I know. I guess. I guess maybe. Well, I know. I mean, everyone knows that Seth has a kid, and the, you know, 
it was a good decision for him to have a kid, and he and he loves him, and he well, and I wanted one and he and wanted, wanted one, yeah. yeah. And so, but <laughs> I'm sure everyone's like, "Jeez, these two are not the best people to talk to about, yeah, about having children, kids." Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've I have I've I've talked several couples out of having kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't ever say anything. I'm, I, my child did not ruin my last relationship, so I don't even approach it that way. That uh-huh. well, I would have made it with my wife if we didn't have a child. He was the only really good, good, good thing came about out of it. it. Yeah. But that I think that that's a stronger testimony of the relationship problems themselves. And I think there's a lot of people who would say that. Well, my child's the best thing that came out of that relationship. Yeah, I know. Well, then your relationship was awful. Well, but if you are still in that awful relationship, yeah. saying that. You need to take a look at what you're saying. And it goes back to what I said earlier. You owe that kid you love the opportunity to see a good example of a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, all right, the next one says, I was more driven, had a higher self-esteem, and overall happier as a single mom. I hate being married. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and if you're out there and you're killing it, Doing that? Keep killing it. There's no... You don't need somebody else in your life. No. I mean, you can be the independent one. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. And the, But those are the ones that will end up getting married and be like, well, what the heck? I had it all together and, mm-hmm. you know, now it's worse. Why? It I should know. be easier because I was... I thought I was struggling by myself with a child. Now I feel even worse that I have somebody else with me that should have made my life, life easier, but it's actually harder. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy to... To say that though, mm-hmm. to to realize that yeah, my life was better when I was a single mom. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's because the the idiot that you chose to bring into yours and your kid's life, mm-hmm. you maybe you didn't realize that you're gonna be having to raise a couple kids. Yeah. Or <laughs> you and him, or your child and him. What if when she was a single mom? grandma watched the kid every weekend so she could go out and party and have a good time and now that she's married grandma's like no that kid's your responsibility that's true too i know play time's over (laughs) i don't know there's only a couple more left okay but it says this one's very specific um i think very only relatable to a very small percentage of people i hate being married to a minister and being called a preacher's wife i don't really know what to say to that i mean I would imagine you would have a heads up that that's the path you're going to lead when you marry that person that's involved in the church or in ministry or in, you know, the schooling or whatever. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you think they mean by that? I don't know. You know, like, I mean, I mean, your mom was married to a minister. Mm-hmm. And... I know. I mean, I guess it is a very small group of people that could understand it. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of disconnected from how people my age would feel in that situation. That always seems something like an old person's problem mm-hmm. when I was younger, and it seemed kind of like, you know, similar to the comparison of a first lady. Well, that's the preacher's wife. It was meant as an endearing term. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, especially in Southern Baptist area like Oklahoma, the preacher's wives reveled in that title. And it was, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the preacher's wife. And 
they had the nicest dresses and the nicest hair and mm-hmm. they had the nicest car and and they liked to keep up the appearance because they were the preacher's wife. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened over time. Is it from the angle of, well, I can't cut back and do anything. You know, I like to get a drink every now and then, but I can't and I can't or I have to hide out at the bar in a weird location, a weird hour, so nobody sees me enjoying a drink because I'm the preacher's wife and I'm not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Or is it this, they feel there's this expectation to present themselves in a certain manner all the time, and they just don't want to do that. Yeah, I know. I don't know. But my point behind it is, I don't think anybody gets blindsided with that. I don't think you're a biker chick hanging out at a biker bar, and you marry a dude, and then right after you get married, he's like, you know what, I've changed my mind. I don't want to ride a Harley and go drinking and get tattoos. I'm going to become a minister. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what's happening. <laughs> So I feel that these are things that you should know Yeah. that the partner you're with is heading down this path to be a minister mm-hmm. and you're eventually going to be a preacher's wife. And if you don't want to do that, then you don't marry. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I just I find don't it know. hard that it just pops I'm, up like, yeah. well, shoot, this isn't what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to be a preacher's wife. I just, I don't think that that's I just, I, I signed up for to be a minister's wife. Yeah, like, well, know? I don't know. I mean, if you take something like, like, all the kids in the Duck Dynasty stuff. Uh-huh. Anybody that gets in a relationship with them knows how religious that family is. Right. You're not allowed to act like, well, I didn't want to sign up for this. Yeah. Well, no, you should know. I think when it comes to religion, you don't get blindsided by these type of decisions. Mm-hmm. If it happens, it's got to be very, very rare. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what that example would be. Well, I was thinking, like, is it, is it that a... Like that a preacher's wife is looked down upon rather than a, a minister's wife? It's the same thing. What? But like, what? what's the, like, why would you... I hate being married to a minister and called a preacher's wife. Yeah, I don't understand it. Well, it's not the vernacular. She's not saying, I should be called a minister's wife and you're calling me a preacher's wife. That's not what she means. Is that what you're trying to say? No, but <laughs> I'm just saying like, what, like, why? I don't know. Like, I guess maybe I just don't get like... Is it a bad term to be she called may, a preacher's it, wife? It, no. It may be that she doesn't have an identity outside of the preacher's wife. Uh-huh. And that could be as simple as it is. I'm not my own person because I'm the preacher's wife. Uh-huh. Nobody says, hi, Sharon. It's always, oh, there's the preacher's wife. Okay. Maybe that's what she means. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think that probably makes the most sense. But once again... But you know what you're getting yeah, into. Yeah, you should know what you're getting into. Or, 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 I mean, even like with a famous person, like, you know, oh, I, you know, I married Brad Pitt, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm just That's Brad. a bad example because he's married nothing but famous women. That's true. <laughs> I guess. You need to go with Matt Damon. Matt Damon, wife. yeah. I married, I married Matt Damon, but, so I'm just Matt Damon's wife. Yeah. Like, is that what, is that? Well, I think my, my, my sexist pushback on it would be, well, what are you doing that surpasses what your partner's doing? And this goes for both sexes Mm -hmm. to be, you know, it's like Christina Hendricks's husband. Nobody knows what his real freaking name. I I know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's Jeff. Because you know him. Because I know, I, I know what all actors' names are. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does like Everybody. But nobody knows Christina Hendricks' husband's name is Jeff. Mm-mm. That's Christina Hendricks' husband. Yeah. I doubt he has a big problem being called Chris- Christina, Christina Hendricks', Hendricks' husband. husband. Yeah. 
But the same, it goes both ways. I mean, and, and you know, I use the example of the first lady. I mean, we should in the history of our presidency, you've never had a first lady say, "I am." Do not refer to me as the first lady. I'm more than that. I'm Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And nobody mm-hmm. takes that bitch ass reproach to it. Yeah. No matter who they are, uh-huh. they wear that title with pride, and I think it is one of the kind of ultimate title of how you do support your partner Mm -hmm. it's just from public opinion it's very one-sided because it's always been the first lady and not the first man Mm -hmm. but i i would think in the religious community it should be a badge of honor Mm -hmm. that i am the preacher's wife that is me Mm -hmm. now i have not met a preacher's wife that had this career that should have surpassed what her husband like i've never known a preacher whose wife was the you know all-time winningest lawyer for the da's office Mm -hmm. who had their own reputation and career and all this stuff that was killing on the side and no matter what she did she just couldn't get away from the preacher's wife moniker Mm -hmm. more times than not she didn't have a job she's not employed on anything else and she's just referred to as the preacher's wife Mm -hmm. and they tend to have a problem with that. I, I think that, once again, if you are contributing to some bigger picture, maybe. Mm-hmm. But there are certain jobs where... And I'm trying to think of something other than first lady and a minister. What, what other ones where it's like, well, that's, that's the title of the job that the husband has is also the title it's... before the word wife. I know. And I can't think of... I oh, don't the, know you. Polit- I mean, political stuff. Is it, oh, that's the governor's wife. That's the senator's wife. Uh-huh. That's that's the whatever. And the only way to beat that is a Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Because she became as politically and career-oriented as her husband did. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a power move. Uh-huh. I'm by no means a Hillary fan, so don't anybody think I am. <laughs> but that's the only way to really kind of get past that shadow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if the preacher's wife started her own church... She's the preacher. She's no longer preacher's wife. Yeah, that's not going to happen in, like... Out here? Out here. What if the preacher retires and she picks up and she starts preaching? That's what Hillary did. Kind of. Yeah, right. I know. I know. I don't know. That's, uh, that is very... I'm actually surprised that we talked about this for yeah. this Well, long, I think because it, it's kind of vague. It is. And it's kind of like, what does she mean? But I, I, I think it is very simplistic. Like, I'm more than that. Uh-huh. Which you're, I guess you're allowed to have that feeling about yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Completely. I, I, I don't know. I guess I would... I try to think of... I, I just... I wouldn't have a problem with you... Being... I mean, if you, if you got into politics or something like that and you were killing it, I'd I'd be the, be the, the mayor's husband all day. <laughs> yeah. I'd get shirts with like a big MH on it and, <laughs> and you know, whatever. I, that, yeah. I would... I don't know. I wouldn't... Maybe that's just me. the last one says I hate being married because I feel like I have lost a piece of myself and my independence you know we we said that there was a few on here that kind of revolved around that and the last one really just blatantly says it that they've lost their self identity and I think that even the preacher's wife one and the stuff that we've talked about there's some hints to that that I feel like I've lost my identity because I don't like being a wife I don't like being a mother I don't like being the preacher's wife I don't I don't like making co-decisions. It feels like there is this... Sh- and it's funny because I... 
initially I would I I would say men don't typically have this issue of saying I no longer have the independence I had. But I think they have the same complaint, they just word it differently. Mm-hmm. When they say, oh, I just miss being able to go out. I'm, hold on, I, th- I think I had it. Women say they miss the independence they had. Men say they miss the lack of responsibility they had. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, I think that makes complete sense. But I think they're both one and the same mm-hmm. to a point. Right. Now, when you're a single mom with two jobs raising kids, you don't have a lack of responsibility. So you're saying your independence is different than saying, I don't have any responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that both sexes kind of mean the same thing when they say it. Yeah. But independ- the word independence is typically something that women tie to their complaint. And I think it means identity, freedom, mm-hmm. responsibility, control. I think there's a lot of, of other meanings behind just that word of I've lost my independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are materialistic, some of them are face value, some of them are emotional, and, and they're all over the board. But that's where I go to, I think, probably the first one we talked about today was when you are entering into a partnership, you are sacrificing a part of your independence. You're, you're making the gamble that I'm willing to put my independence on the table in exchange for winning the cohesiveness of a highly functioning relationship Mm -hmm. which if done correctly trumps any level of singular independence you may have had and if you're saying no it doesn't then you aren't in the right type of relationship yeah i know i would never ever want to be single over being married to you and if you can't say that about your partner that says a lot about your relationship yeah it and really that's how that's how we both were in our last relationship. Mm-hmm. I fantasized about being single, mm-hmm. not to go out and get laid and date other people or anything. It was just to not be with her. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're having those, it doesn't mean that you know the type of relationship we have is this r- rare, weird unicorn that is unattainable. Yeah, it's unattainable with the person you're with. Yeah, I know. Well, and for me, it was like. I wasn't I wasn't married yet. It was leading towards marriage, being engaged, and I felt I hate being with this person. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to be I don't want to hate being married. <laughs> well, and a lot of times, and I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth exactly, but a lot of times when you start saying I hate I I, I I hate the thought of being married to this person. I hate what this is doing. A lot of times, sometimes what you really are saying is, I hate the person I've become because of this other mm-hmm. individual. Mm-hmm. And that's where when this, this one woman was talking about, I had more drive, I had more ambition, all this. She, it's not that she hates being married. She hates what she's let herself become, she's become. because of being yeah. married. Um, and that's one of the things... You, you tend to see and I think that a lot of it that that's really what somebody's really trying to encompass is I hate I hate what I've become whether that's this super responsible adult that doesn't have any free time this overbearing controlling husband this this obnoxious nagging wife what whatever it is that you weren't that way you hate what you've become and so 
you blame your marriage and your partner for your own outcome. Mm-hmm. When did that contribute to it? Of course it did. Yeah. But you made the decisions on how to navigate that and where it was going to take you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I still believe, is very self-induced. I know. I believe so, too. So, I, I, I don't think that... But I also think that people don't realize no. what they're doing, though. No. It is self-induced, but... It's not that it's not like you're doing it on purpose to yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it is that hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of times, you you don't realize what you did to yourself until you stepped away from the situation, and that's what makes it very hard to advise, communicate, and guide someone going through those problems because they can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're getting very selective on what problems they do want to see and who is the root of those problems instead of. What a solution! Excuse me. What a solution should and could look like if these things are done in a very specific manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, so we we went through all of the the women's mm-hmm. um, why they hate being married, and I'm I'm actually surprised that it took this long. I am too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. Well, you talked the whole time. That's <laughs> it took it took longer than what I thought, and I mean, obviously, we we thought that we were gonna be able to to cram this into just one episode, but I'm glad that we we did take our time with it, and mm-hmm. and we're able to discuss even more more so, you know, like go into depth. Mm-hmm. Of, with each of these, yeah. you know, issues or quotes. Well, there's more men. Yeah, there is more there's men, more men than, than the women. Because so. that was 15? I don't know. I think it was 15. I believe, maybe it was I maybe thought it was only like 11. Really? I don't know. I don't I'd know. Have to, I didn't care. But I know I the men is 20 different issues. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh, we'll mean, do that next week. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to have to pick back up next week. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we didn't mean to, we didn't intentionally mean to just pick on the women for one whole episode, but, um, but next week we'll, we'll pick back up with why men. Picking on the men though. We're picking on the men even more. I think this one was. That's true too. Why women hated being married to men. That's true. I guess maybe next week we'll pick on the women more, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't, I'm, I don't we don't have anything else to add, really. Yeah. It's um, next week we will be talking about why men hate being married, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. But as always, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.